Hello and welcome back to the podcast and thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts on Instagram at Bloodborne1, Facebook.com slash Bloodborne1, on Twitter at Bloodborne, YouTube.com slash Bloodborne, and most importantly, on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Bloodborne. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Echoes in the Dark. My name is Bloodborne, and we have a rather unexpected thing uh, in the producer's letter from the Lord of the Rings Online. And there are a couple things I want to go over from that, and that's actually going to be the bulk of this. So first and foremost, these letters are typically from Severlin, who is the uh, executive producer at Standing Stone Games. He oversees Lord of the Rings Online and Dungeons and Dragons Online. And uh, last year when Reninia stepped in as the producer for Lord of the Rings Online, uh, some of that stuff started to change. Some of the communication started to change. Some of the interaction with the community changed. Um, we don't hear as much from Severlin. Uh, most of the stuff is, is direct communication from Reninia now. And uh, so uh, one of the, the first things that you are going to see is that uh, with this letter, one of the things that Reninia is planning to do here is to make this a quarterly thing rather than a once a year thing, kind of the you know beginning of the year and this is it. This is what the plan is for the next year. Um, you know, traditionally there's there's some issues with a, a yearly, you know, projection anyway, because things change pretty rapidly. And, and we saw that over the last, you know, two years with COVID that, you know, with development studios having to do a lot of work remotely, uh, you know, things not going as quickly or as smoothly as planned. You know, you maybe have plans for a specific feature and then all of a sudden it's outside of scope, outside of budget. You know, there's something else that comes along, like maybe when the Windows update came around that, you know, they're not going to be supporting 32-bit stuff anymore eventually. So that changes plans and things like that. So all that being said, there there are things that happen that can change the course of development uh, to no fault of the studio. You know, some things are within their power, some things are without. And so... Switching that to a quarterly cycle is probably for the better. And, you know, that will give the community, you know, four points of contact throughout the year uh, with kind of like a guideline of where they're going, what the plan is, and so on. So I think that's going to be a pretty good thing. Uh, One of the first things that they are talking about in here really is they're jumping right in and talking about uh, a new raid. And that is typical with an expansion pack. We are looking normally at, you know, you've got a couple uh, three mans, a couple six mans and a raid. Now, what's been a little bit different with Gundabad, it has been that the story was a lot longer. And I actually just completed this last week and the story was fantastic. Uh, I won't go into too much detail because I know there's a lot of folks out there that haven't been through the whole uh, story within the game. And um, 
just know that it's, it's actually really cool and it does dive into a lot of the historical uh things that happen in in the dwarven lineage which is really cool i personally like the dwarven lineage stuff uh quite a bit but uh what it looks like here is we are going to have um a a new raid um the abnankara or the hidden horde so it uh, basically described as once a great treasury housing the golden coffers of Durin the Deathless that has been claimed by Hremil Frostheart as her lair within Mount Gundabad. Uh, with, within the frozen retreat, Hremil tends to her wounds and slumbers, dreaming of vengeance upon Prince Durin and the dwarves of the Gabilaka. Um, so this is pretty interesting because obviously we've already had a raid with Hremil as the main uh antagonist you know the final boss being Hremel and where she uh chases us out of the anvil of winter stith uh we see her outside of the gates of gundabad uh, in amdam damul and you know she freezes the door shut and that's basically where we start this expansion so all that stuff is pretty cool so it's kind of neat that the the arc with the dwarven storylines has really been Hremel. And I think it's pretty cool. The the stories kind of intertwined with the raid uh, have have typically been pretty good over the last couple of years. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what this one is. Now you got to remember too, is that over the last couple of years the um, the style of raid has changed too. So we don't know quite yet is this going to be a single boss raid is this going to be a multi-boss raid is this going to be more like amdam damul where it is you know there's really only two bosses um is it going to be more like remercant or anvil of winter Sith, where there are you know four main bosses three side bosses things like that uh we simply just don't know that yet but um according to this letter from reninia we should be looking forward to seeing the new 12 player raid on bull roar which is the public test server soon uh so i don't know if we'll be able to get in there and check it out um i would like to i need to really partner up with some folks uh within that server and see what we can do but we'll see what happens with that now something uh the next thing on here that they're talking about is something that a lot of people in this game like it doesn't really have a whole lot of interest for me personally, but um, premium housing, um, they're looking at doing that with Erebor. And there's some interesting things here because they are going to be doing um, some new hooks um, for placement and things like that, changing the exterior music, changing the day file. Uh, so you can actually change, I guess, the time of day it is when you go to your house. Um, and so you can even change it to where your yard is private. So people, uh, you can go full on Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn to where people can't even go in to your yard. Um, so like I said, that's, that is coming. Um, I know there's a lot of folks in the, in the community that, that, love the housing stuff and i think it's it's still a cool thing that people can enjoy uh but me personally it's just not it's really just additional storage for me and i throw up some 
some housing items here and there. You know, I've got my spectral guards walking around because I think that's kind of cool. But uh, I very rarely even go to my house. You know, I, I, it's just not something that is as terribly interesting to me. Um, so I, I'll just kind of leave that one at that. So if you, if you like housing, you got some more stuff coming. Um, and I would imagine in some point in the future, uh, you know, we've, we've got, um, probably what we've got, uh, two race of man premium housings. Uh, and then we've got, uh, the, what's the other one? I'm, I'm kind of blanking on that. Like I said, housing is not typically my thing, but, um, because you have the Bay of Belfast, you have the ones in Rohan, and you have these. So I guess they're going to have to do some uh, elven ones and some hobbit ones at some point. So like I said, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the next thing on here, they're actually talking about the legendary item reward track. Now, I know this has been a hot topic for a lot of folks since the new legendary items released, uh, you know, because there was... It, it was kind of a bummer because, you know, they've got this new system that they're really proud of, but then there was almost, unless you were doing it as a fresh character and going through the experience right at the gates of Moria, there was almost zero tutorial on how to do this stuff, where to acquire things, how to do it, what to do with your old items, what's going to happen with them. Um, there was some additional communication that came out afterwards that I guess you could kind of say cleared it up, but um, I think for, for most people, it's been they've been relying on the community to kind of handle that stuff with guides and videos and, and all that kind of stuff. But the piece that was missing was the reward track. And the best way to think about the reward track is kind of like a battle pass. Uh, and I know just even saying that phrase just irritates some people to no end because I hate battle passes and all that stuff. Uh, the reality is with battle passes is that they are highly successful within the gaming uh, genre, uh, this, the industry rather, you know, and it kind of really started with Fortnite, uh, being able to just play the game and earn rewards to unlock cosmetics and things like that. This is a different take on that because it's specifically designed that by playing the game and participating, throughout the season you will get um things that will advance your legendary items now they do talk about it that it they will be planned to run for three months so i would imagine some of that stuff may tie into uh producers letters to like updates and letting you know what's going to come in the the uh the updates um yeah, so it'll give rewards based on your play that will help you progress your legendary items and a few other goodies as well. So we might actually see some cosmetics in there. Um, so I, I would really just look at this like a battle pass. Like, So if you've played you know, Fortnite, if you've played Apex Legends, if you've played Call of Duty, if you've played pretty much any modern shooter game, um, a, a battle pass is really, you know, kind of kind of where it's at. Um, I know this is a particular issue that some people have is, you know, uh, so after each season, the rewards will refresh and you'll be able to progress anew. All of your characters on the world will contribute to your reward track progress on that world. 
That means your main and your alts all help towards earning awesome rewards. So again, this still really isn't super clear. So like, you know, as uh, me having my, my main character, uh, am I gaining, like if I'm playing my hunter, for example, am I gaining stuff that I can use on the champ? Uh, is it kind of like everybody, all of my characters on the server have access to the particular tier unlock? Again, there's just not a whole lot of information out there yet for it, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but it looks like we're going to be looking at that uh, in the early part of, of 2022. So we'll be looking at that. Looks like around February um, is when they're trying to get all this stuff out. Uh, and that'll and that'll be along with a raid too. It sounded it sounds like a lot of this stuff they're shooting for uh, February. Um, I think that the um, I think that the reward track is actually kind of a a, a good thing. Um, most of you guys know that I'm, I'm fairly optimistic when it comes to to new things. I like to at least give it a shot. You know, um, I think it's it's tough to be. Uh, what do I want to say here? Just like overly negative on every attempt to make progress in a game. You know, things have to evolve and change uh, as the as the industry does. And you know, something I've been critical of over the years has been, I think that there has been a severe lack of uh, art, essentially. And what I mean by that is. Things like cosmetics, mounts, titles, skins, weapon skins, the auras, um, your character portraits, all those kinds of things. There's so many things that could be monetized in the game uh, to kind of pull back on the um, on the content side. You know, give give more of the content for free, and because. Let's be honest, people love to look different and and have all kinds of crazy weapon skins and stuff. Like it's very well known, you know, that there's that's not that's not a secret by any stretch. So, we'll see what the reward track does. I'm eager to see uh kind of a, a preview of it and, you know, maybe we'll get a, a sneak peek here or there uh before it releases and we can kind of check it out. But uh the last thing on here, and then we'll have some images on here, uh, is that there's going to be a release of a new, uh, a new region. Um, and it is actually going to be south of the Trollshaws. And it kind of sounds very similar to what they were doing with uh, Wildwood. So it's a level 40 to 45 region. I'm kind of surprised that they went the route of a 40 to 45 region, considering that's what Wildwood was. I don't know that we need another one of those level ranges, but, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of a weird one to me. It's like, I like the idea of having some additional like, new areas for players to go, especially if you're on like your, you know, 200th alt at this point. Like maybe doing a, a you know some areas that are different and check that out. That would be kind of cool, but I don't know if we need another forty to forty five one. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll have to check it out anyway. Uh, but anyway, you can kind of see like some of these pictures here. 
if you're if you're watching the video version of this. Yeah, it looks like an extension of uh Trollshaw's heading down into Eregion. So not not a big surprise here. Um Yeah, I mean it, to be honest, it, it kind of looks plain until you get to some of these dwarven halls that are down here. Like this actually looks pretty cool. Um, and people are going to say, well, you know, it's a reskin. There's all these assets from Moria that are being used again. It's like, well, look, here's the reality. It's going to look the same for more than one reason. It's going to look the same because, well, you know, th you'll see some cultural changes. Like, again, if you're looking at the video one, there's uh, the halls and stuff in here are green as opposed to like gold and onyx and stuff like that. You know, it's a different region. There's going to be those different cultural touches from the uh, dwarves that are in that region, things like that. So, but the overarching theme should be very similar since they're all, you know, related. That should be pretty obvious. So uh, the last thing on here is that you know, update 32, we'll see the return of the spring festival with new pets and housing rewards. Um, that should bring back the boss from the vaults with Naruel, uh, the red maid. I think that was, yeah, cause summer is Thrang. So spring would be Naruel. Uh, we'll see. They're talking about, uh, some stuff here with the legendary worlds. The legendary worlds are a very, very interesting topic for me. I don't know, like, I thought the, the legendary worlds were kind of executed poorly, in my opinion. I think they should have been, like, a year. <laughs> I, that's probably too much, but I think it should have been a hell of a lot longer on uh, Shadows of Angmar and Moria. And... You know, it, it's easy for an outsider like myself to draw comparisons to other games in the market. So, like, WoW, is, WoW Classic is still on uh, Burning Crusade. Like, they just hit Burning Crusade, what, like, a few months ago? So it was level 60 for a while. And they what they did is they had a release schedule for the the content within the servers. Or within the expansion pack. It wasn't just like... Boom, here's everything that was available up through book 15 in um, Shadows of Angmar. And then when we drop Moria, this is going to be all the way through everything that was in Philokul and, you know, Darden Arbogood and all that stuff. And that's it. Like, they could have, you know, simulated the same experience from when the first came out. I think that would have been much more enjoyable for people because... You know, you're always going to have the people that complain about it and say, hey, you know, there's nothing to do. It's like, okay, saying there's nothing to do is, I'm just going to say it, the shittiest excuse for you don't know what to do and you don't want to do, you know, stuff like deeds and max out your character and stuff like that. Or you bought a bunch of shit and, you know, didn't actually want to do the hard work. That's what that says to me. But that's my opinion on it. I hate when people say there's nothing to do. There's 15 years of content in this game. There's something for you to do. All right. So be that as it may, I think that it should have been the, the duration between expansions on the legendary servers 
should have been short, uh, should have been longer, much longer. Uh, they're kind of doing that with Treebeard, so it's going to be hitting um, Moria in January. Yeah, so January fifth, Treebeard is going to make its first jump into Moria, and, and maybe I should go back onto that one and just dial back the. Uh, maybe I should just hop on Treebeard again and turn back the uh, difficulty rating just to normal and and get up there because I those two like Shadows of Angmar and Minds of Moria that was like the most fun I had in the game you know um, that's where I met a lot of the people I still play games with today or were during those time frames so uh, I guess we'll really just have to see what happens with all that and you know they've done some other things with different servers too so we may we may get other servers at this point that we don't even have a clue on yet so we'll see um in march looks like well shadowfax is going to hit isengard and then uh in march shadowfax will be hitting the plains of rohan have more news on Honor uh, making its way to Minas Morgul. So the original uh, legendary servers are hitting Minas Morgul now. So that's only like, what, two years old? Something like that now? So, at, you know, at some point, Honor is going to be just a regular server. Uh, it'll be caught up and that's that. So it's really going to come down to, and then realistically, Shadowfax is going to be caught up too. It's going to be Treebeard that's going to be the one that's kind of lagging behind. And I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with this stuff long term. And obviously, this all comes into play too with the EG7 stuff and console and all of that. So more stuff there's a lot of movement in this game it may not feel like it it may not look like it but there's a lot of work being done on the game uh with the expansion with uh, the raids and the the content and moving the stories forward uh progressing the the legendary item system working on the legendary servers festival stuff housing updates uh things like that it's it's not these big flashy changes that I think some people are expecting or wanting to see. I know that there's probably a lot of people that were excited to potentially hear about, you know, an official statement from somebody at standing stone games about the EG seven stuff. And what does that really mean? Are we going to see visual updates? Are we going to see the console thing? Are we going to see, um, what do they mean by modernizing the experience? Like, these are all things we want to know. And at some point we're going to have to have an answer on it because once 2022 rolls around, which is at the time of recording this, I mean, it's only two weeks away. So, uh, the Amazon show, which they're trying to leverage comes out in September. So we're talking about in the next six to nine months, we should definitely be hearing something about what all this means and what it's going to look like. I think that's also another reason for Renania switching to a quarterly uh, producer's letter because there's going to be a lot of movement and a lot of change. And if they lock themselves into a, a year long, Hey, this is what we're talking about. And that whole thing changes because EG seven decides, Hey, you're going to be doing this. Here's the piranha team. Take it. 
do all that. Here's the investment. Boom, go. Uh, well, all those plans that you had for this full year, you're going to not do piss off a lot of people. And then, you know, so keep the window shorter. So when things evolve and change, it's easier to move that along. Um, last couple things on here. They mentioned that obviously they'd be continuing to work on, uh, performance lag, making adjustments to class balance, continuing uh, fixing bugs and further refine the, the new legendary system. Uh, these various things will arrive just about every patch. So they're just reiterating. They're aware of those things. They are going to continue to work on them. And, um, oh yeah, we have the 15 year anniversary coming up this coming spring in the next few months. So, uh, about four months out from that. So this game has been around for 15 years it's, it's been around for a long time. So I think kind of to sum this all up, it's, it's really interesting to see the, the take, uh, and the avenues that they're going down with this stuff. I think, um, it's a pretty safe start when it comes to what they're doing, you know, what the studio is doing, uh, how they want to progress the game. But again, I think it really comes down to all the stuff that they want to do, uh, that maybe EG seven wants to do, um, and and how all that is going to come together so again you know we've got the uh the next big update which is expected for mid-february you got the 15 year anniversary we've got the new raid the new uh mid-range level area you've got uh the new premium housing for erebor uh, and the legendary item reward track all slated to be coming uh in the beginning of the year here so should be pretty interesting to see how this all plays out. There's obviously some updates and some other games that are, are kicking around too. So uh, I will probably be pretty busy in a lot of these games. And uh, I hope to see you guys in there. So uh, that's going to wrap up this particular episode. I actually am working to bring uh, Trainsworth in and uh, have some additional dialogue, some perspective on other MMOs and stuff like that. So I hope you guys will like that. We're going to try to record some stuff here soon uh, and get that out. So I'm excited for that. And uh, if you're not already following uh, over on Twitch, make sure you head over to twitch.tv slash bloodborne uh, and give me a follow over there. Also, make sure you're heading over to the YouTube channel and uh, subscribing over there as well. I will be posting this video or posting this podcast in video form on YouTube. It's also going to be on all of the uh, major platforms as far as podcasts go. And uh, that's going to do it. So I uh, hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of the year in case I don't record another episode before then. I uh, look forward to seeing you in game and have a good one. Take care.